And Elohim spoke all these words, saying, I am Yahweh Elohim, who brought out the land of Mizraim, and all the house of slavery. You do not have another mighty ones against my face. Now make for yourself a carved image, on the likeness of that, which in the heavens above, which in the earth beneath, or which in the waters under the earth. Now bow down to them, nor serve them. For I, Yahweh Elohim, am a jealous El, visiting the crookedness of the fathers on the children, for the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love and commitment to thousands of those who love me and guard my commands. Now I bring the name of Yahweh Elohim to naught, for Yahweh is not the one upon us who brings his name to naught. Remember the Sabbath day to set apart. Six days you labor and show to all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of Yahweh Elohim. You know do any work. You, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days thou made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. And rest of the seventh day, therefore thou bless the Sabbath day and set apart. Respect your father and your mother, so your days are prolonged upon the soil which Elohim is giving you. Not murder, not commit adultery, not steal, not bear false most against your neighbor, not covet neighbor's house, not covet neighbor's wife, nor smell servant, nor smell servant, nor his ox, nor homie, whatever belongs to neighbors. Hallelujah. I love to praise him. I love to praise him. I love to praise him. Well, he's my rock. Oh, my rock, my son and shield. He's my will. Oh, in the middle of the will, I know he'll never, uh, never let me down. He's just a jewel that I have found. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I love to praise his name. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I love to praise his name. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I love to praise his name. Whoa, I love to praise his holy name. Well, he's my rock. Oh, my rock, my sword and shield. He's my will. <laughs> oh, in the middle of the will, I know him never. Oh, he will never let me down. 
he's just a that what? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I love to praise his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Wow, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love to praise his name. Oh, I love to praise his holy name. Oh, I love to praise his holy name. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Oh, glory to the king. Glory to the king. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Hallelujah. Mm. That'll show get your spirit stirred up one. Hallelujah. Oh, Heavenly Father, we bless your magnificent name this morning. We need you in our inward parts. Speak to us your words of truth to bring about a performance that will glorify your name as we come upon your holy mordings. We bless you, Father, for writing our names down in the Lamb's Book of Life predestinating us, choosing us before the foundations of the world. We can only hope that we're worthy of the vocation wherewith you called us. Let us bring a magnificent joy to your wonderful name. Speak to us these words of truth. We'll be the lights unto the goyims of the world like you've called us to be. In the magnificent name of Yahshua, hallelujah. You may be seated. Well, all right. We are... We won't be before you long today. We're going we, we have a Passover coming up here in a few weeks. Uh, just glad to know we made it through another one of these dead seasons. This definitely is a dead season too. Definitely is a dead season. All right, we got teaching. We got to do a little teaching here this morning, so we're going to be in the university. The university of the painful truth. You know, like I said last night, most people have never really truly had a real salvation experience. You've been deceived by Christianity to where you just repeated words that somebody else said without having your own personal experience with him, you missed the boat. Truly did. Hallelujah. Well, anyway, over in the book of Jubilees, I mentioned this earlier a few weeks ago, and I'm going to do it again now. You know, the, the Sabbath day is a whole lot bigger than what any of us can ever even imagine. Sure, it's one of the commandments. It's the fourth commandment, but it's the test commandment. 
It's the commandment to test to see if you love him. And not only that, it's a test for you to even to know if you are Israel or not. So we know, according to Mark 2, 27, that the Sabbath was made for man. That means Yah made that rest day for him, for man. Are you following me? But the Sabbath wasn't made so that all men could keep it. Because if that was the case, then all the nations would be obedient to Yah. It has to do with service of worship. And he gave us a great sign, the Sabbath day, that we should walk, work six days but keep Sabbath on the seventh day from our work. And all the messengers of the presence of Yah and all the messengers of sanctification, these two great types of messengers, he has told to tell us to keep the Sabbath with him in heaven and on earth. And he said to us, look, I will, what's that word again? See, he's always been into this separation thing. I know that it sounds crazy to the world and stuff, but did not y'all set Abraham apart from his family? He still ain't stopped his separations, though. Look, I will separate to myself a people from among how many people? All the peoples, and these shall keep the Sabbath day. See, you didn't even know that you was ordained. set apart to obey him, to obey him. See what I mean? There's been a time that none of us kept the Sabbath. But he says, I will separate to myself a people from among all the peoples. And these shall keep the Sabbath day. See what I mean? He separated you from all these people just so that you could keep this Sabbath day. And I will sanctify them to myself as my people. So that means people who do Sunday are not y'all's people. If people decide and choose like they do in the new age religion, well, you pick your day. You're not his people. And I will bless them as I have sanctified the Sabbath day and do sanctify it to myself. Even so will I bless them and they shall be my people. And I will be their Elohim. So we're not just getting up on this day just to be going through the motions. We getting up on this day because the creator universe chose to set us apart. Chose to sanctify us and, and to bless us above all people on the face of planet earth. Oh yeah. Personally picked us out and chose us. 
to his self. Showing to all of us that he is Elohim. Hallelujah. This is big. This is big. Declare and say to the children of Israel, the law of this day, that they should keep Sabbath on it and that they should not forsake it in the error of their hearts and that it is not lawful to do any work on it which is not suitable to do their own pleasure on it and that they should not prepare anything to be eaten or drunken on it. Meaning you don't start off preparing a meal from scratch. Y'all getting that? And that it is not lawful to draw water or to bring it in or take it out through their gates any burden which they had not prepared for themselves on the sixth day in their dwellings. That's the reason why the Most High Yah had a double portion of manna to rain down on the sixth day. Day one through five, he would just have one. But he, he, he took care of us. Are you following? And they shall not bring or take anything from house to house on that day, for that day is more pure and blessed than any jubilee day of the jubilees. And this we kept Sabbath in the heavens before it was made known to any flesh. Y'all hear this? Y'all see the reason why Christians or any people of any other nation, they can't do it? They ain't been ordained to. They haven't been chosen of Yah himself. They have not been set apart by the Most High Yah himself. They can say, praise the Lord, I love you, Jesus, all that is vain, don't mean nothing. To keep the Sabbath on the earth, the creator of all things blessed it, but he did not sanctify all peoples and nations to keep Sabbath. But Israel alone. <laughs> if you want to know you Israel, if you you sitting in here on Shabbat, then you've been ordained to keep this alone. Israel alone. These pagan Christians can't do it. It ain't given to them. Them alone he permitted to eat and to drink and to keep the Sabbath on the earth. And the creator of all things blessed this day, which he had created for blessings and purity and glory above all days. It's also a feast day. And the law and testimony was given to the children of Israel as a law forever to their generations.
So don't argue with Christians that they don't keep the Sabbath. They're supposed to keep the Sunday, the day of the sun. They're doing exactly what they're supposed to. Leave them pagan Christians alone. Y'all ain't chose them. I still marvel that when we read the Bible, there's not one instruction to Christians in the whole book. Y'all didn't tell Moses, speak unto the children of Christians and say to them, <laughs> Jesus didn't say, I've not been sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Christians. Y'all see how nonsensical this is? This is crazy, isn't it? One day, we won't see that, that, that sin because we're going to be caught up in the air. <laughs> we're going to be coming with him in his power and glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, you see the reason why that the pagan Christians decide that the book of Jubilee shouldn't be in there? Talks too much about this day. It don't talk about Sunday. Mm. Talks too much about this day. Amos 5.10. They hate him that rebuketh in the gate. How many of y'all ever experienced hating me before? I figure what nobody going to do. There's very few of them. That means I'm doing my job. <laughs> and, and those of you who couldn't acknowledge it, you lying. <laughs> and they abhor him that speaketh uprightly. The problem I see in Israel is this. Many of you are blinded to yourselves. You simply cannot see yourselves no matter what. Even the preaching can't reach you. In the scriptures version, Romans 2.1 says, therefore, old man, you are without excuse. Everyone who judge for in which you judge another, you condemn yourself. Anybody ever fell in that before? You were so harsh and you judged somebody else unmerciful and then the same thing that you judged them for, it came up on you? Did the Holy Spirit remind you and say, didn't I tell you? Ooh, how did it feel? So you judge another and you condemn yourself since you who judge practice the same wrongs. And we know that the judgment of Elohim is according to truth against those who practice such wrongs. Now, teacher, let's go to Galatians 6. We'll do a little bit of reading here today. See, all these teachings that we've been doing up until this point right here is hopefully been get, to get us ready to start the new year off. You know what I mean? Because we, we have got to have these, these uh, deep teachings and in order to do some deep cleaning uh, and some deep purging hopefully to look into the crevices of our soul and, and, and get out all this leaven. Because it seems like from Passover to Passover, it seems like we got all the leaven we thought we could get out of it then. And then every time we turn around, we always see it from one Passover to another. People have been with us 
two years, three years, five years, ten years. Get cut off from Israel. Mm. Taking the Passover presumptuously, as if the Most High don't mean what he says. You see, the fear of Yah is the beginning of wisdom. That is the beginning of wisdom. That means to obey him. And y'all, you follow me? The Most High doesn't want us to live in dread and in terror of him. Are you following me? He's a father. He's our father. Are you following me? But you know what the dread and terror feels like? Anybody ever got an ass whooping from your father before? You know what dread and terror is, don't it? That don't mean he didn't love you. How many of y'all made a petition? Now, Father, if you really love me, you, you wouldn't whoop me because I really get it. And then, because your father says, really? He said, I'm going to show you how much I love you. I'm going to give it to you. And to you, that made no logic and no reason whatsoever. It didn't make no sense. And then you had your own. Do you ever see how wicked your heart is? How many passes you give your children? You're very slow, ain't you, to give out that discipline when they need it. How does it feel to to whoop yourself? (laughs) They can tell when it's coming, too. And they're making all the petitions. No, 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 no. And they're going to go right back and do the same thing again. Hi, children of Israel. Don't y'all chasing us because he loves us? Huh? We, we've been chasing, right? But very few of us been scourged. Ooh, been scorched. <laughs> Torched. <laughs> huh? Them the, them the lasting whoopings. Anybody ever got a whooping and you're double clutched? You know, your breath goes. (laughs) 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 Them the ones that went to the soul. Because you you were one step from speaking in tongues. Should have called on Jesus. You may have got filled with the Holy Spirit right then. Some people are like, I ain't never in my life. I never had a whooping before. You just don't know what you missed out on. Man. Come on, teach, read. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you... Short, shortcoming, mistake, fault, falling short, you what? You which are spiritual. Now, how many of us are that? Hmm? We're not talking about giving habitual passes to a a repeat offender. We're talking about just being overtaken in a fault. You understand what I mean? Something come up on you. He says, you which are spiritual. Remember that man? You which are spiritual. Don't draw from the soul or the body. Draw from the spirit. You which are spiritual. Now, what's spiritual? His words. Spirit, life. You see what I mean? You which are spiritual. Read. Restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. In the spirit of what? Meekness. In the spirit of meekness. Now, again, it's not talking about a, a habitual offender. 
a repeat offender, continually over and over and over and over again. This is someone that this fault just <clears throat> comes up on them. And of course, you, you can t- if somebody missed it, your correction, your reproof, pales in comparison if they're really truly a child of the king compared to the whooping that they will give themselves. Just making sense? Compared to the whooping that they would give themselves. Are you following me? Because you know, if you're a son and you know you don't disappointed your father, man, that disappointment is enough in itself. So if you can discern and you can see that, if you see that type of spirit on them, then you restore them in the spirit of meekness. Don't go up there and give it to them. Let them have it. You see that? There's a difference in this. Read on. Considering yourself. Go ahead now. See, you see the reason why you restore them in the spirit of meekness? Because wouldn't you want to be restored in the spirit of meekness? He said, when you do it, remember, you're looking at yourself. You consider yourself. Some people get arrogant when they see somebody fall. As if you are above temptation. You look at that thing as if, oh man, ain't no way in hell they're going to come up on me. Uh-oh. You know, that's when you come in hard. Uh-oh. Considering who? Yourself. Considering who? Yourself. Yourself, read. Lest you also be tempted. By what? The same thing. The same thing. Huh? And you can tell the people who, came, who went in kind of hard because they end up getting tempted by the same thing and falling from the same thing. Pride, arrogant, conceited, selfish, self-will. Never once considering that it could be you. Uh-oh. Come on. Bear you one another's burdens. And so fulfill the law of Messiah. Y'all hearing that? That's the way we're supposed to be as a family. We're supposed to be able to bear one another's burdens. So we can fulfill the law of love. Read on. For if a man think himself to be something. Uh-oh. If he think himself to be what? Something. Ooh, you ever seen somebody who actually really thought they were all of that? And then all of a sudden they fall and they ain't got nothing to say? I've seen people like that in the ministry, and I, I have. And when they, when they fell, I go, so you wasn't all of that, was you? I said, reason why I'm telling you that because you never told yourself. So I'm not going to miss this opportunity for growth for you. Uh-oh. I want you to remember I've been there. That's why I read Amos first. He that rebuketh in the gate is... <laughs> Come on. For if a man think himself to be something when, when he is nothing. When he's what? When he is nothing. What is he doing then? He deceives himself. He deceives who? Himself. That means you have a perspective about yourself that nobody else shares, not even y'all himself. You got a way that you view yourself <laughs> that, that the, the king himself don't even view you that much. Come on. 
But let every man prove his own work. Now, see, now you notice we're experts in making sure that everybody else has got all the I's dotted and the T's crossed. But when it comes to ourselves, it's like we're blinded. No, no, Pat. Let every man prove his own work. You're more concerned about an example. You're more concerned about somebody else showing up at the job, but if it's something you don't want to do, all of a sudden, you don't prove your own self. Uh Uh-oh. Living on community is is, is extremely unique because everything is predicated upon the labor of your brother and sister. It's not designed for this thing to be a one-man show or one-woman show. Are you following me? Everybody's dependent upon, because, you know, you have a body right here, right? It's not this hand important? Huh? I mean, this head, think this hand is very important, because this head can't pick up what the hand can. Uh Uh-oh. That's the body. I mean, even your thumb is important. Have you ever thought about the operation of your hand without your thumb? Try to pick up something without your thumb. That thumb is way over there independent of of all the other four. You don't think that thumb experiences rejection sometimes? (laughs) He way over here oscillating on the side over here. Why ain't we got a thumb on our foot? <laughs> See the foolishness of preaching? Give you something to think about you ain't never thought about before. God is, I mean, the most high is gracious to us. If we lose one eye, at least we got another. Isn't that right? But wouldn't you rather have both of them? Have you ever tried to see what your peripheral vision would look like over here without this eye? Ooh, you wouldn't believe you wouldn't see what, look at this. Oh, there it is. But if you had this eye open right here, look. Oh, there it is. That's important. Mm. All that is important. Read. For if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone. Now you see the reason why a lot of people ain't happy? Because they ain't doing no work alone. You can never, ever be happy in the labor and work of your hands for the most high, y'all, when you're looking for the accolades and lamentations and the praises of men. I mean, after all, ain't it more important that y'all sees you than man sees you? I mean, you won't believe how many people get upset because we don't notice them doing something. You know, the one time that they got motivated to do something, they don't never think about the other 30 times where to stay in their ass just to get them to do something. Uh-oh. But the ones that are just, you can have... Praising your own labors and your own works, knowing that you are pleasing Yah. 
See, who would ever equate that to the reason why a lot of you sad because you're lazy? And what does a lazy slugger do? They experts are pointing the finger to everybody else. Y'all had enough already? <laughs> and then a lazy person get mad at the one that's doing the most because they're afraid that they're going to have to do something because they don't do something and the one that's doing the most is going to show them up. And they ain't never happy. Well, for instance, most of y'all work out on the economy, right? When you work out on the economy and stuff, do you go to work for the actual job or do you go to work for y'all? Okay, so you should never have a bad day at work then. <laughs> okay. So now some of you just found out what a hypocrite you are. <laughs> Read that part again about he'd be able to rejoice in his own work. But let every man prove his own work. Prove what? Prove his own work. His own work, come on. And then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in Isn't another. That something? Then, how many of y'all believe when you go to work or you've been at work for a period of time, you think you should be recognized for a raise? Also, don't nobody think they should be recognized for a raise. Hypocrite again. Hypocrite again. See what I mean? And, and what did he talk about earlier? When a man think himself something when he's nothing, what is he doing? Look out, look out the sea we've been already. Can't even see ourselves clear. Let's just tell the truth. We the type of person, we all in this vineyard, right? Isn't it right? And some of us been in this vineyard a long time. We think we should get paid more than the person that's only been here one day. But Yahshua said, you all going to get the same penny. Uh-oh. Did you not agree to get hired? That don't play with the Holy Spirit now. Uh-oh. See all this perfecting process we got to get into? Read on. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teaches in all good things. Be not deceived. Yah is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, plant, that shall he also reap. Harvest. So what are you planting? And what are you reaping from the harvest of what you planted? That's what sowing and reaping is. If you plant a good crop, you're going to receive a bumper harvest. Isn't that right? So how many of us are sowing and all we're getting is thorns and thistles? Why don't you just start looking at yourself like a tree? 
you're supposed to be a tree of life. Y'all sometimes stand up in the mirror like this and then just do a good assessment to see if anything is coming and lodging in your tree. If you can't get the companies of birds, how are you going to get the company of y'all? Some of our trees are barren. Uh-oh, no fruit on it whatsoever at all. Mmm. Y'all think I'm talking about a tree? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just want to make sure that some of you that are spiritual don't miss it. <laughs> Read. For he that sows to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. All right. All right. Now, does the book tell us we should be happy or sad? Happy. So happy is sown to the what? But sad is sown to the? Pretty simple, isn't it? Depression? Praise? Glad? Heaviness? So how you doing in your everyday life? The joy of y'all is your? Strength. Wait a minute. The joy of y'all is your what? Strength. The same one that said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. So what happened when, when, when you get tempted by depression or heaviness, what happened to y'all? He's still there. Man, let me try this again. Paul said, I have lived so long that I've learned something in this life. I've learned in this life to do the unthinkable, and I'm going to teach you the same thing that I've learned. Y'all know what it is? I've learned to take pleasure in my infirmities. Now, you think about that for a second. It's easy to be happy when everything is going good, but what about being glad when temptation comes at your door? What about being glad and being happy? Huh? When you're being challenged and pressed by the devil. Wee. Man. Boy, that's tough, isn't it? Isn't that tough? So we found out we're in the spirituals we think we are. I know y'all know he said that. My infirmities, my reproaches, my trials, my tribulations. No, it's a spiritual concept, believe it or not, because no matter what's in your way and no matter what's in your life, you can't do nothing about it anyway. So since you can't do nothing about it anyway, you might as well be happy. You might as well think yourself happy. You might as well let the joy of y'all be your strength. And you should learn the principle that I'm going to sit still and I'm going to wait till my change comes. Now, is that hard? Yeah, it's hard. But that's what the book said, do. And in that, you wouldn't be giving no place to the devil, but you'll be giving place to Yah. Then that helper that you've always been wanting to help you, 
he can come in and help you in your time of need. I'm sorry, the Holy Spirit don't come and comfort you when you're happy. You already happy. He's looking to show up when you need him. <laughs> Boy, did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear that? And here we are living life. When we need him, we won't stay far away from him. We don't even want him nowhere near us. And I tell the truth. Boy, we some ass backwards people. <laughs> no, pass down is backwards ass. No, we ass backwards. Oh boy. We are a unique kind of creature, ain't we? I just tell you. See what I mean? See, so to the natural man, none of this makes any sense. But to the spiritual man, it makes perfect sense. I mean, when y'all hear this, don't your spirit agree? Your spirit's like, oh yeah. Well, maybe one day, huh? We'll see how we do the next trial, right? We, we, oh, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. Just as sure as there's breath in your body, it's coming. It's coming. You get an opportunity to think yourself happy. Yeah, you do. You get opportunity to praise him when you don't want to praise him. Hey, that's when praise is real. When you don't want the praise. Mm. Uh-oh. Father, keep plowing. Grant me utterance, please. <laughs> Y'all praying for me? Mm. Now, if you heavy, don't pray for me. Don't bring no curses on me. I'm sending them back right now in the name of Jesus. Don't sit down. Curse me and my feast of charity. <laughs> Come on, teach read. But he that sows to the Spirit mm. shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing. Or in due season. Hold on, hold on. Let us not be what? Weary. In what? In well-doing. Don't we defy that. Come on, don't we defy that. The instructor said, let us not be weary in doing well. Hmm? And as soon as we're doing well, we get more conscious of what everybody else is doing. Rather than having praise in your own labor. Uh-oh. For in due season you will do what? Reap if you do what? For due season we shall reap if 
we faint not. Now, nobody's going to faint when you're doing something you want to do. It's got to be a test. Oh, man. See, y'all expect this thing to go the other way. No, we, no, we, we are walking in the spirit. Boy, in due season, you will reap if you do what? That means there got to be some toil in that labor right there. That means that's something that's got to be heavy and laborious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anybody ever, anybody ever lifted weights before? Oh, boy, you are familiar with pain then, ain't you? Ain't you? Huh? Now, everything is going good until you pick up the weight. Oh, it's going real good. Man, you full of strength? Shoot. You can thank yourself to, to 10 sets. And you can be all happy before you even get there. As soon as you get to that, you get in one set and them muscles start failing, don't be weary. For in due season, you'll reap if you're what? Ain't not. And just when you think you at your end, the truth is, you still got two or three more reps in you. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yes, you do. You just don't know because you're familiar with quitting too soon. Uh-oh. 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 Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you know the reason why you quit, right? Too much pain. Too much suffering. But I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of Yah in Messiah, Yahshua HaMashiach. I can do all things in Messiah that strengthens me. Uh-oh. Hey, it sure does feel good when you put that weight down too, don't it? Don't it feel good? Don't it feel good? Huh? So next time you put it down, you can say, whoa, y'all is my helper. Woo, we are shall not want. <laughs> so I said, what pastor y'all talking about? Is he preaching or is he just talking? <laughs> now, most of you ain't never exercised. That's because you don't understand what's going on. You know, the body likes taking a path of least resistance. No. Ain't that right, sisters? That dirty house staying at you, tomorrow it will get clean, right? All the way up against Sabbath. <laughs> Boy, got quiet in here, didn't it? <laughs> it got quiet quick. Wow. If the house is dirty, it ain't going nowhere. 
It's going to have to be clean. Is that the way we do our body, which is the temple of Yah? We push back the cleaning process. We know we need to be clean today. But we put it off till tomorrow. And then when tomorrow comes, we put it off till the next day. <laughs> yes. But the book says today is a day of salvation. Mm. <laughs> mm. Oh, somebody say, help me, Jesus. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Didn't know all this was in Galatians 6, did you? Is that when you're preaching? <laughs> See, the book, when it was written at that time, is written for the people in Galatians, but when we read it, we have to use it for our time. Uh-oh, still the same word. Read on. As we have, therefore, opportunity. As we have a what? Opportunity. Well, opportunity. You know what opportunity is, right? Come on. Let us do good. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Let us do what? Good. Come on. Unto all men. So you think about this. Sisters, when you have to clean that house, you have an opportunity to do good. Because don't nobody want to come and sit their ass on your dirty toilet. You have an opportunity. You have a privilege to not drag it down and put it off. Some of them got it. And the other one said, well, they shouldn't bring my ass over there, but don't come on my house then. Mm. With that kind of attitude, even the Holy Spirit would get grieved and wouldn't want to come, wouldn't he? <laughs> ah. Mercy me. Y'all think I'm talking about cleaning the house? Oh, okay, just want to make sure now. We, but we talking about cleaning the house, though, right? Oh, okay. There's an opportunity, right? Opportunity. You good? Read on. Let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. See? So whenever, whenever you're doing, especially in Israel, you're not only just doing it to yourself, but you're doing it to your brother. You got to get in the point of life to where you're just not thinking about yourself. Hmm? There are people that depend on you. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Glory to the king. If you see someone in a spiritual defect, you, the one who is spiritual, you, the one who is spiritually mature, you are charged by the word to have the humility to go in the spirit of meekness. Because if you don't, this is what happens. The very thing you hate working in them, you will find yourself doing the same things. Then you'll be blindsided by yourself, which is a major trick of the enemy to cause you to fall right out of the faith yourself. See, what's that third one is highlighted? 
Retaliation. We're going to focus on that one for a second, all right? What's that word again? Retaliation's presence shows progressive demonization. You know, retaliation is just not when you are confronting someone in a physical fight. There's retaliation is also done in passivity too. You know you can help your brother clean up that shop. And you know it's his responsibility, and you ain't really doing nothing, but you have an alt against him. So the way you retaliate is by ignoring when the Holy Spirit says, help him pick it up. Wow. Retaliation. Retaliation. Yes, have an opportunity to do good. Have an opportunity to do good. And then miss your day of visitation. And you know that the Holy Spirit spoke to you. It said, help your brother, help your sister. But because you got something in your heart, you retaliate by being passive and not doing nothing, not communicating the thing that you know you should have been doing. Don't we do it? Don't we do it? And if possible, do good unto all men, especially, especially they of the household of faith. He puts us, our brothers and sisters, up there on a higher level than everybody else. Hmm? And remember what Yahshua said. Whatsoever you have done unto the least of these, my brother, you've done also unto. So even, the, see what that offense did? That offense kept you from actually serving Messiah. But you looking at your brother in an offense who y'all loves. Ooh, getting quiet again, isn't it? Mm-mm. Y'all know if we something, man, you can tell we children. Children of y'all. We can tell when a butt whooping coming, we just go to our room and be quiet. We're not running around the house terrorizing everything. When we know it's coming, we just go somewhere and be quiet. Yes, <laughs> oh, First Corinthians 6, 1 through 12. Come on, teach. Everybody doing all right? Ain't nobody mad but the devil. Ain't nobody mad but the devil. And if he's mad, we glad. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> when you have it, go ahead and read. Dare any of you having a matter against another? Now, notice we're dealing with alts, faults. Now, if you have a matter against your brother, other, come on. Go to law. Go to what? Go to law. Come on. Before the unjust. Before the who? For the unjust. Read on. And not before the saints. Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? It's kind of hard for you to believe that though, isn't it? Now you're going to be in a position of judgment one day. I know it's kind of hard for you to believe. I keep telling you, but this thing is getting ready to flip. 
You see how the governments of this world is, and they have all the, they have the executive branch, the legislative branch, and the judicial branch. Then they have the court systems and all that. And then they have governors, and they have mayors, and they have rulers of township and providences. You know, are you following? They have sheriffs and all, all that. All that is going to be totally different in the kingdom. The whole script is going to flip because it's going to be his government that's going to be set up. Now, if it's going to be his government set up, then he has to have somebody to govern in all these providences or all these geographical locations. And guess who's going to be doing that? You are. So it behooves you to live righteous right now so you'll learn how to govern. Because you have been elected. It went right over somebody's head. So therefore, make your calling and your election sure. Come on, man, we're in a system now. You ain't, we don't have to worry about it like the Biden administration, Democrats rigging up everything, cheating and carrying on. Huh? We've been selected and elected. By the only one that matters. Read. And if the world shall be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Know you not that we shall judge angels? How much? How much more? No, we're not going to be judging righteous angels because they're righteous. We got to judge some, some of them wicked ones, right? Boy, what kind of judge do you think they're going to get? What hypothetical situation? Wouldn't it be nice for all of us to have the opportunity to judge the very demon that's been assigned to us all our life? I wonder how that would go. <laughs> I wonder how that would go. So that was you, huh? Bam! Off with his finger. What you say? Bam! Off with your foot. <laughs> so you the one that pierced me through with many sorrows? All right, angel. Bam! Pierce him in the side. What you say? What? Put a coal in his mouth. <laughs> That would be something if that happens on. Boy. How much mercy you think I'm gonna have on a spirit? Did y'all know that that in the book that the angels that actually fall, that fall, they actually try to get uh, Enoch to make a petition to Yah for them? These wicked ass things actually, hey, he knock. Uh, tell the most high that we, we sorry, we didn't mean to do that. And he went to the most high. 
He knock, I love you, brother, but I'm telling you. You know, you know them damn spirits, don't come to me. I'm telling you straight up my answer going to be, you ain't getting me in front of the most high and get rebuked to save your wicked ass. But they, and y'all actually had to tell, you know, don't come over here again. Don't you come up here again talking to me about these wicked things. Uh-uh. No wonder they didn't want that book in the book. There's a lot of books they don't want in the book. Why you think he said that if somebody take from these books right here, I'm going to take their name out of the book of life. Because he knew somebody was going to take away the books. Reteach. How much more things that pertain to this life? If then you have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are least esteemed in the church. I speak to your shame. Is it so that there is not a wise man among you? No, not one that shall be able to judge between his brethren? But brother goes to law with brother, and that before the unbelievers. Now therefore there is utterly a fault among you, because you go to law one with another. See, when the, in the time of Corinth, what they was doing, instead of just keeping it within the assembly, they would go to the civil authorities about every matter rather than taking care of it. I mean, that's what you would do if things don't run the way you think it ought to do. The first thing you do is exercise your options and go to the world. We have this all the time. We, we, we have situations we have to judge, and when people don't like the judgment, first thing they do is kick to the world. That's what Smitty did. Just take off straight to the world. He said on judgment, judging other people's matters, questioning, giving counsel, when it, and then when his time came, oh, I ain't having that pride. Mm. Pride always go before destruction, the Holy Spirit before pride. Mm. Isn't that something? You hypocrite. Read. Why do you not rather take wrong? Why do you not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? Nay, you do wrong and defraud in that your brethren. Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of Yah? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate. Ah, that's the one I always capitalize on. Because what we're dealing with more than anything in this world. Infeminate. I mean big time infeminate. I was, I was in Puerto Rico, right? And I sat and watched this it. This thing. First thing, it, it, it walked past me and it said, it said, uh, can I help you with anything? I'm like, what the hell? Is everything all right? But hold on. I said, some of that damn thing right there. I said, look, and now you over there with the children. Playing games. 
I said, well, let me look at this thing, see how this thing going to pan out. All the women were in agreement. <laughs> Little children at a good time, he's touching, it is touching on them. I said, surely when this man come up, boy, I, I can't wait to see what happened right here. He says something to him. I couldn't tell because I was far away. I stayed far away too. And he agreed with it. That's how they're going to get your children. By befriending you. That's what them predators do. It's a predatory spirit. A man can't produce nothing from a man. A woman can't produce nothing from a woman. So the predators have to pray on our children. Now, they're not going to pray on our children because we keep our children away from the world. In case y'all don't know, whenever you come here new and you bring children around, our children are well-versed, stranger danger. Who was that? Was that Moshe when somebody new came into the dining hall and Moshe said, who let these heathens in here? <laughs> we have a policy. We don't correct our children when they write. You need to hear it. And then I was in Atlanta airport, and this it, nasty, black nasty, booger hat on, high heels, painted toenails, a beard, dreadlocks, colored dreadlocks, colored. I looked at it, hey, y'all see that? Wasn't y'all with me? I said that. And everybody else sitting about annoying and looking at me like. Ain't nothing wrong with me. What's wrong with all of y'all? I mean, man. You got to be trash can nasty. Dumpster nasty. And it was proud. It was ugly. It was ugly as hell. Makeup couldn't help it. It was it was crusty. <laughs> Like, good God, who in the world and what in the? I'm telling you, we are literally in the days of Sodom. These Sodomites are running, they're all over the place. They don't normalize sodomy. The, the girls up in Connecticut. They're complaining because they can't win a track meet. Because Bertha, 
is breaking all their records. Because the only thing the person's got to do is identify as what. Don't worry, I'm a woman. It's getting so bad now that the women are being there in the shower and these men who identify as women, they just walk right on in. Ain't y'all glad the Holy Spirit brought you this way? Kept you clothed and in your right mind. And I'm sure, I'm sure y'all see this stuff when you out there. I bet FedEx is loaded. Hmm? I bet it's loaded, man. Loaded. You still working at FedEx, Freeman? Man, come here, son. They done threw my son to the wolves. Look at him. Stand right there, son. Them girls that will come up to you, do they approach you? Do they say they want some of that? Huh? Yes, yes, sir. You run, right? Yes, sir. By the means of a horse woman is a man bought low. And it's so bad out there that he got to run and duck and hide in order to do his job. Good looking ones too, huh? One or two. See, so what? So mostly the nasty ones want to get, they want to get nasty and sticky with you, don't they? <laughs> Isn't that right? They want to do that to you. They don't want, they, they don't look at you and say, ooh, you fine, young man. This, he been thrown to the dogs. Y'all brothers better make sure y'all keep an eye on him. Does some of them ever try to carry a conversation on with you? Yes, sir. They do, huh? You, you get out of it, right? Yes, sir. Good. If you have to, cuss them out. One word they don't like is bitch. Bitch. Out of here. See, we mostly talk about our daughters and stuff. Our sons ain't even safe. These aggressive women... Man, they, they, they be sniffing. Untouch, 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 untouch. Crazy world. Thank you, son. See, they look at him, man, in little shoes. Let me know if you want some mace. We'll get you some mace. It's just a reaction. It's just Scott. Get a reputation like that. Ain't nobody gonna want to be around y'all. 
See, FedEx, that's the best place to wear some of these godly shirts. Washed by the blood of Jesus. You work at FedEx? Come here, son. Boy, I bet, I bet they be trying to, I bet they be testing your joy, don't they? Hmm? The women ever approach you? Yes, sir. They do? Yes, sir. What do they say? <laughs> they say you want to spend some time. Yeah. Any good looking ones? A few. Nasty. What do you say to them? Nothing. Nothing. Y'all got to teach y'all to win. Y'all mean something right. Y'all get familiar with that word bitch. Get out of my face. Look at that, damn it. I'm an Israelite. And if you ain't even thinking about keeping these laws, statutes, and commandments, you keep your funk ass out of my face. And word will get around. And you'll be able to do your job in peace. So if you don't want to say bitch, use that line. Bless y'all. Unless y'all like the attention. we get over here? Read, teach. <laughs> no, I'm serious, man. Let me shoot. I'm, man, this world, the yeah. devil is playing hardball. If you can't say bitch, just call him, look, dog. What you call me? Dog. That's what Jesus called you. A woman don't like being called a dog. I don't care what kind of dog it is. Am I telling true women? Anything but a dog. Pig. Man, I'm different. Y'all want me to show up down there and show you how to do it? Shoot. Because I know if I go down there and get a job, boy, I know they coming. Before day one is over with, boy, they're, they're, the word would travel <laughs> like the National Enquirer. The whole plant would know, you better stay away from him. You better stay away from him. Read, teach. No abusers of themselves with mankind. Oh, that's why I'm feminine. No abusers of themselves with mankind. Read on. Nor thieves. Mm-hmm. Nor covetous. Mm-hmm. Nor drunkards. Come on. Nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of Yah. See, there's a long list of people that will not inherit the kingdom of Yah. Make sure that you're not in that category. 
Come on. And such were some of you. Is that right? But guess what? Read. But you are washed. You washed. But you are washed. You are sanctified. You are justified in the name of the Master and by the Spirit of our Elohim. Isn't that beautiful? Is that not beautiful? Read on. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. Mm. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Y'all hear that? We belong to Yah. We're going to stay under that power. Hallelujah. The way we should be. Philippians 1.6, being confident of this very thing, that he which begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Messiah. Yahshua the Messiah. Dying is not the true sacrifice. It's staying alive to serve others. That's a sacrifice. This is why I get so offended when you have an opportunity to serve Jesus by serving your brothers and sisters, and you choose not to, but you choose to live your selfish life. So listen, for us to live together in this life is the theme of the New Testament. Leaders, ministers, and teachers refuse to live this because they have become comfortable being Gentiles. Philippians 1.27 says, only let your conversation be as it become of a, a message of Messiah, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in the spirit with one mind, striving together the faith of the message. So look, what is the sum of the final judgment of all this in life, what we're doing? Go to Matthew 25, verse 31, 46. Everybody all right still? Y'all doing good? Y'all got to look at them women out there like demons. Now, don't go around calling people bitch. Just preach to them. Just preach. They come up to you and approach you. Say, come on, sister. You ever been born again? Have you ever read the Holy Spirit? The what? The Holy Spirit. One way to get them out of your face is start speaking in tongues. That'll get them every time. If they have nefarious ways. Got to try to at least make an attempt to gain them. I mean, Israel could use some more women. This patriarchal thing right here, man. Hmm? Read. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, 
but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? But, for I was hungry. You gave me meat. Wait a minute. You was hungry and did what? Gave me meat. Come on. I was thirsty. You gave me drink. See the reason why you can't have no offense in you? Uh-oh. Do you see the reason why you can't have no offense? Come on. I was a stranger. You took me in. Naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Master, we saw, when saw we you a hungry and fed you, or thirsty and gave you drink? When saw we you a stranger and took you in, or naked or, and clothed you? Or when we saw you sick or in prison and we came unto you? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto the one, one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand. Now you see what happens, right? Whatever you've done to the least, or you consider to be the least, you're serving Jesus. See, as Israel, we got offense will not let you see your brother as an Israelite. Offense will have you looking at your brother and sister as the devil themselves. Uh-oh. Come on, read. Then shall he say and also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry. You gave me no meat. Mm. I was thirsty. You gave me no drink. Mm -hmm. I was a stranger and you took me not in. Don't hear this? Come on. I was naked and you clothed me not. Sick and in prison and you visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, mm. Master, when, when saw we you a hungry, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto you? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you did it not to the one of the least of these, you did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Now you notice, I, 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 we went on and read through that without mostly interruption, because you need to hear that. Hallelujah. Israel, times are getting serious. We are watching these end time spirits manifest like never before. So take heed to the Torah warnings. Deuteronomy chapter 13, verses 1 through 11. Boy, doing a lot of reading today, ain't we? 
Hmm? A lot of reading today. Come on. If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or the wonder come to pass whereof he spoke unto you, saying, Let us go at their other mighty ones which you have not known, and let us serve them. You shall not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. Now, y'all do know that under the radar, this is what that Baki was trying to do. But y'all got him. Exposed him. Uh-huh. Come on. For Yahweh, your Elohim, proves you to know whether you love Yahweh, your Elohim, with all your heart and with all your soul. See, anytime somebody's trying to entice you to serve other mighty ones or to go astray from the way, the Most High is testing you. Testing you to prove you, see if you really love him or not. Come on. You shall walk after Yahweh, your Elohim, and fear him, and keep his commandments and obey his voice. And you shall serve him and cleave unto him. And that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death. Because he has spoken to turn you away from Yahweh, your Elohim. See, I wish this was, I wish we was in our own land. It'd be easy to get rid of a lot of people. You know, put them right to death, give them a death penalty, man, and just move on. And it will cause all of Israel to fear. That's why I'm going to get all you males together and all you brothers together. So I'm going to tell you all a lot of stuff has been going on this dead season. So you can hear and learn to fear. I got all the other communities doing that too. So do letting y'all exactly know what these brothers been doing. Some sisters. So y'all can know and see how swift God's judgment is. Come on. Because he has spoken to turn you away from Yahweh Elohim, which brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you out of the house of bondage to thrust you out of the way which Yahweh your Elohim commanded you to walk in. So shall you put the evil away from the midst of you. So when you put these people away, what do you do? Put away. You put the evil away from you. Y'all paid a great price for us. And he's pretty jealous over somebody who's trying to prostitute you away from him. You should be upset that somebody even tried to come in and entice you in that matter. You finish? Read on. If your brother, the son of your mother, or your son or your daughter or the wife of your bosom, or your friend which is as a own soul, entice you secretly saying, let us go and serve other mighty ones which you have not known, you nor your fathers. Namely, of the gods of the people which are around about you, nigh unto you, are far off from you, from the one end of the earth even unto the other end of the earth. Now, you, you know, when we hear in this modern time, we don't associate with what we're reading and hearing with what we see and have been exposed to. It's like when anyone out there making suggestions to you to come to an Easter party or a Christmas party, it's the same thing that's going on. 
when they're asking you to come to church with them on Sunday. It's the same thing that's going on. Because we're so used to this modern stuff right here, we don't take it that way. But when you read this for what it says, it's an enticement. When somebody inviting you to a Christmas party, they're enticing you. We just have made light of it because we're here in this time now. But we all know that it's, it's the actual uh, suggestion to serve other gods in another way. And see, we don't become so accustomed to it because we grew up in this pagan world that we don't get offended when somebody says this stuff. So we have to be really serious. And then when we answer people or have an opportunity to answer people, we need to be so serious about this that they can hear the fear of y'all in our voice. What did you do? You invited me to do what? Man, you don't even understand what you just got finished doing, do you? This is serious, man. What are you talking about? You invited me to a what? Oh, no. No, man, you got to have the devil working in you. You know what you're doing? You're trying to go against what my Elohim teaches me. You're trying to get me to come and serve a foreign god. Now, I know you ignorant, and you don't know what you're doing because nobody's ever taught you. But here, let me open up this book right here. Let me show you exactly what you just got finished doing. And don't be ignorant anymore, man. What? Are you serious? I don't think it's all that. I'll tell you what. Don't ever talk to me again then. See, now you, you, you've, you've had a, a, a way presented to you. You can answer. If they hear, then you probably are going to gain someone. If they don't, then you can get them away from you. But they don't see it like that in this society because everything is so lax in serving the devil. It used to be in my generation that everything was in the closet concerning devil worship. It's all out in the open now. They make no apologies for it whatsoever at all. They tell you, I have sold my soul to Satan. They tell, they show you, making signs and everything else. And they demand allegiances right out in front of your face. It's an accepted form of worship now. And we don't know how to stay on a cutting edge spiritually by keeping our spirit at a heightened sense of awareness. Because we become so lax and stuff that we become to tolerate all of this. And we don't say the type of words that will convict people to bring the fear of y'all upon them. You can't be tap dancing around with this stuff. Uh-uh, uh-uh. It's very serious. We got one life to get this right. And one chance. And you could be giving somebody the words of eternal life that could turn them from the course. So you can't be going around just not saying nothing. Are y'all hearing me? Y'all didn't give you no mouth so you don't say nothing. Cry aloud. Spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. They need to know. When I was in the military, that's one reason why I always had a table by myself at lunchtime. 
Because people knew if you come over and sit at that table, you're going to get preached to. Everybody used to always want to be around Sergeant Dow. Boy, on the day I got born again, them devils flee, boy. They were all, they see me walking, man. They were going to run around the other building because they afraid it was going to get preached to. I just wanted people to experience what I did. Then I, I learned later on that you can't be casting pearls before swine. Read on. Let's finish this. Come on. You shall not consent unto him, nor hearken unto him, neither shall your eye pity him, neither shall you spare, neither shall you conceal him. Now, this is if your brother do this. How much more a stranger? Come on. But you shall surely kill him. Thy hand shall be first upon him to put him to death, and afterwards the hand of all the people. But I trust that the master Jesus sent Timotheus shortly unto you that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. For all seek their own. And not the things which are of Jesus Christ. But you know the proof of him that as a son with the father he have served me with his message. Him therefore I hope to send presently so soon as I shall see how it will go with me. But I trust in the master that I also myself shall come shortly. Yet I suppose it necessary to send unto you Aphrodite, my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier, but your messenger, and he that ministered to my wants. Fellow soldier, a companion, an associate, an Israelite, in this labor, in this toil. See, many of us don't understand. I mean, many of, let me just try to do this. Many of you understand, but you don't not understand like Elder Rufus, Elder Mitchell, Brother Gideon, Elder Chris, Pastor Daniel. Why? There are different levels to this walk and this labor of love. Words have meaning. Actions or no actions at all has meaning. Okay, so what should be the mindset of a leader that is in war? Anybody? The mindset of a leader in the war is, number one, the accomplishment of the mission. And number two, to make sure that his soldiers get back alive. Keep people alive. Be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walking as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accompanying your brethren that are in the world. But the Yah of grace, who have called us unto eternal glory by Messiah Jesus, that after you have suffered a while, make you perfect, established, strengthened, and settled you. Now, Matthew 24, verse 3. As he set up on the Mount of Oz, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us what shall these things be? What shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? Do y'all think we're at the end? They had this concern 2,000 years ago. We're 2,000 years later now. And Yahshua answered them and said, first thing. Notice, that question was, tell us when shall these things be? They're concerned about that. And what shall be the sign of your coming? This is what they're concerned about. Huh? And the end of the world. And he said, take heed. That no man do what? 
Instead of being concerned about what's when am I going to be the sign of my coming, when shall these things be, when shall it be the end of the world, he said, you take heed to no man. That's what you need to be concerned about more than anything. You need to stay focused on letting nobody deceive you by any means at all, period, including yourself, which is the greatest deceiver you ever met. For many shall come in my name saying I am Messiah and shall do what? Deceive many. Look at all the preachers and teachers we got today. I mean the internet man didn't do nothing but just put it on steroids. Everybody wants to preach. Everybody wants to teach. And not a one of them are damn anointed for nothing. Look at all of them. Everybody wants to instruct. Everybody want to be up in front of people talking and stuff and not knowing that you're going to receive a greater condemnation. Does that sound good to you? A greater condemnation? A greater judgment? Anointed. That's what they're saying. They're saying I'm anointed. They're not saying that they're going to be Messiah or Christ or Christos. They're going to say I'm anointed. You listen to me. Deceived. To properly cause wrong, safely trust virtue, go astray to see, seduce, wonder, or to be out of the way. Some of you people do that with brothers and sisters. You have a philosophy, and you think you're right, and your track record shows that you are nothing but a cancerous deceptor. Uh-oh. Sometimes this little speech that y'all have amongst yourself, it ain't fruitful. unsuspected minds, they receive you as a brother and here you are putting Satan's venom in them. We're all sitting here, but not everybody, not all of us agree on the same things concerning the deity of Messiah. You need to learn how to question your brothers and sisters that are sitting right in front. What did the book just got finished telling us over in Deuteronomy if a brother entices you? And if he can't turn, if he can't repent, then you kill him. Now, we can't kill him today because we're in, we're in captivity. Uh-oh. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. You don't believe how many people badger me. Pastor, when are you going to call it? When is it? When is it? As long as you keep talking to me, I ain't calling nothing. You can't say nothing before time. See, today, the majority of the people who call themselves somewhat of some type of teacher or preacher or pastor, you know what they do? They actually deceive you on purpose by leading you into false hopes, having you to believe something that y'all ain't never said or never even done. It's all speculation, all conjecture, it's all a, 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 some type of damn utopia or something. It ain't the self, y'all. You better learn how to be extremely serious about guarding your heart and guarding your soul. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. Are we not seeing this now more than ever? And all these things are the what? The beginning of what? The beginning of sorrows. You hear that? 
And they shall deliver you up to be afflicted, and you shall be killed, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. That ain't happened. But it's coming. And then, here is the kick part of what I wanted to get to today. And many shall be offended. How many times have I used that word today? And many shall be offended and shall do what? Betray one another and what? Hate one another. It's bad when you claim to be an Israelite, and I know that many of you lay that claim that you are an Israelite. It's bad that you're an Israelite and yet you have hatred for your brothers and sisters sitting in this place. Because we're all in the family of y'all. Uh-oh. But he says, many, not just a few, but many, going to be offended. And they're going to betray one another and hate one another. That word offended is meaning to scandalize. The word offended means scandalize, to entrap. That is to trip up, stumble, entice to sin, apostasy, or displeasure to make an offense. See, some of these speeches and some of these conversations y'all have, you don't even know. If you got an offended spirit in you, you could say something to someone that is weak. If they end up getting offended, now they're walking around with an offense that you've done put on them because of your offense. You're expressing some type of displeasure or something like that. You don't like or something about something. And now they, being weak in the faith, receiving your persons as admiration, receiving you, now they are turned around and they're offended. And you don't put this on them and it continues to grow and grow and grow. Next thing you know, they're gone. And you got blood on your hands. Justify yourself all you want, but the action and the fruit bears witness of itself. When a person is offended, their offense is an action to cause you to stumble. Their offense is to cause you to be trapped. Trapped by their offense so that you can take their side and cause you to be offended. An offended man or woman's whole purpose is to get you to fall away or apostasy. You know what happens when people leave this place right here? Lately, first thing they do is head to uh, Cynthia's house. Isn't that amazing? Then they go over there and get tanked up about their, her offense for the ministry. How can you be offended at a ministry that the man of y'all laid hands on you, you got healed of lung cancer? Jesus healed you of young lung cancer. What is that? Y'all hear this? See, if I didn't call out Eric Robinson, or you follow me, teacher Eric Robinson, if I didn't call him out, he was perfectly fine to keep on teaching and preaching without us saying anything, and you sitting over there, amen, and hallelujah, and everything else, not knowing that all that malice and ill will is in him. Joe Fox, the same thing. I asked, I asked some people, I said, what is this offense nowadays? That y'all lead you here. I help you out. I bend over backwards being a brother to you and never done one thing to offend you, but yet you are offended with me. And then you don't even owe me the respect and honor to sit down and have a conversation. What is that? Can anybody answer that? Anybody know what that is? What is that? 
first of all, it's in the feminine spirit. But there has to be an offense in there somewhere, and nobody is articulating what it is. You see what I mean? I'm the type of man, I like having conversations with men face to face. You know what I mean? That's the best way to have it. That way there's no room for misunderstanding. No room for innuendos. You, know, you understand what I mean? I like having them conversations just like that. But what is it that all of a sudden now you don't owe me any honor to even explain to me or express why you're kicking the traces? Well, I don't have to talk, but you, you didn't say that when y'all bought you here. Isn't that amazing? What is that? Somewhere, some way, somehow, they got offended. By someone, apostasy is someone who formerly was an Israelite or wishes to uh, administratively be removed from a former registry on assembly members. The term apostasy comes from the Greek word apostasia, meaning deflection, departure, revolt, or rebellion. Apostasy is also a formal disaffiliation from an abandonment or a reunification of a religion by a person. It can also be defined within the border context of embracing an opinion that is contrary to one's previous religious beliefs. Hate. Hate. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive a few people. Just a some people, many people, false prophet, spurious prophet, that is a pretender, a fortune teller, religious imposter. See, nobody's going to actually stand up in front of you and say, you know, bro, I'm a false prophet. Have y'all ever had anybody admit to you that they're a false prophet? Bro, I know you don't know this, man, but I'm a false prophet, man. How you doing? Anybody ever seen a false prophet admit that they were a false prophet? <laughs> if, a, if, a, if a brother's a brother, he's going to go, brother, good to meet you, man. I'm a false brother. All I, all I do is spew hate discord. How you doing, brother? My name's Brother Viper. <laughs> you think they're going to do that? No, bro, I go come up to you, hey, brother, hallelujah, I'm brother offense. Whenever I talk to you, I'm always going to be offended. I'm going to tell you something offensive. Nobody does that. <laughs> it would be easy for you to discern, wouldn't it? You don't need no discernment in that. They already told you what they were. Spurious, not being what it purports to be, false or fake. Deceive. Look at this. Look at this word deceive. Wrong, save true virtue, go astray, deceive, err, seduce, wander out of the way. Because iniquity, look at this, shall abound in love, many shall wax cold, iniquity. Look at this. Legality, that is a violation of a law, iniquity, transgression of the law. But he that endure to the end, endure, endure. Key word, endure, 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 not just passively sitting by, endure to the end, same shall be what? Saved, delivered, or protected, heal, preserve, do well, make whole. 
And this message of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. So we had to go over that just to get to the end part right here. You need to be careful because there are brothers and sisters that are sent and that are designed to be an agent for Satan to take you out of the way. I know it's hard to believe, but the warnings ain't to the world. The warnings is to Israel. And the warnings, he's not warning us about people coming from without. It's talking about the warnings for the people that are within. Uh-oh. Because there's nothing from without can destroy us, only that which is within. See, we lose our focus. Uh-oh. Y'all seeing that? Oh, let us stand, Israel. Glory to the king. Y'all's good, ain't he? Mm. Hallelujah. I love to praise him. I love to praise him. I love to praise him. My sword and shield, he's my will. Ah, in the middle of the, and I know he'll never, ah, never let me down. Why? He's just a jewel. Ah, whoa, hallelujah. Uh, hallelujah, uh, I love, mm, hallelujah, uh, hallelujah, mm. whoa, hallelujah, uh, hallelujah, uh, whoa, I love to praise him, holy, whoa, to the king. You know the reason why we sung that song again, right? Because your flesh didn't want to. <laughs> you hear us messing about being offended, the last thing your flesh want to do is praise his holy name. That spirit of heaven is coming about, oh man, oh man. Oh, man, I love to praise him. <laughs> I love to praise him. I love to praise him. Oh. 
He's my will. Mm. Ah. I know he'll never, never let me down. He's just a jewel that I Oh, hallelujah, oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I love to praise this. Well, he's my rock. Oh, oh he's my will. Way at in the middle of the will, and I know he'll never. Oh, he will never let me down. Why? He's just a just a jewel. Ooh, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Be a lot of praise his name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, I love. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I love the praise and Whoa, I love to praise his holy name. Whoa, I love to praise his holy name. Yeah, hallelujah to the King of glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. See, now the spirit man is back in control. <laughs> that spirit man be stirred up. Now he's back in control. Hallelujah. Because you sing it to him. Glory to the king. Let the words of my mouth, meditation on heart, be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, yeah, my strength. And my Redeemer, dismissing the beautiful, wonderful, victorious, mighty, overcoming name of our soon-coming King, Yahshua the Hamashiach, King of Kings, Masters of Masters, Elohim of Elohim, the Mighty One, the First, the Last, the Great I Am, the Beginning and the End, the Alpha and Omega, the soon-coming King. Shabbat Shalom. Hallelujah. 30.